0: Hello, and welcome to Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. I'm your host, Tom Masters, and our guest today is Lee Cantor. He began his career as a clinical social worker and then became a highly successful entrepreneur. His first company, Cantor & Associates Inc., was a nationally recognized education training company. His second company, Center for Transformative Teacher Training, continued his efforts in developing groundbreaking training materials for educators. After seven years of being almost bedridden from severe migraine symptoms, seeing numerous medical professionals, and getting no help from traditional biomedical treatments, he was finally cured of his symptoms using a psychophysiologic treatment approach. His passion today is to spread the word about this treatment approach to help other chronic pain sufferers.
2: Welcome. Thank you, Tom. Um, I'd like to introduce um, Lee Cantor, who I met as we worked together on the, what's called the PPDA board, which is the Psychophysiologic Disorders Association. And Lee has quite a business background. He also is a chronic pain sufferer with mostly basically migraines, but, you know, a few of the symptoms also. So he was almost bedridden for about seven years, sought help in the medical profession. Most of you that listen to this podcast understand how futile it is to try to seek help in the medical profession these days. And he's doing fine. And one of the people that helped him a lot was Dr. David Schuchter, who's a good friend of mine. And so I'd like to hear his story about how he came out of the hole. I have a similar story, but everybody has their own version of it. And so I learned a lot from these stories. i like to pass it on. But basically, Lee began his professional career as a clinical social worker. He became a highly successful entrepreneur. His first company, Cantor Associates, was a nationally recognized educational training company. And over the life of the company, over 1 million educators and parents purchased its books or videos and participated in its training programs. It was sold to Sylvan Laurie Incorporated. They did a second company in your spare time, rightly, Center for Transformative Teacher Training and continues efforts in developing groundbreaking training materials for educators. It was sold to his co-founder. So his passion is to use his professional expertise and personal experience to help spread the word on the use of psychological Psychophysiological treatment approach to chronic pain sufferers, especially those with migraine symptoms. And, you know, as you all know, I had 17 different symptoms with migraine actually being my first one starting at age five. They were extremely severe for years. I'd have a severe migraine every two or three weeks of my entire life, and they're gone. And so migraines are very common in this overall group of chronic diseases. So I'm excited Lee is here. And Lee, welcome.
0: It's a pleasure to be back with you, Dave.
2: So, anyway, so I, you know, I worked with you on the board, but I never really heard your story. And I'm reading it today a little differently because I hadn't really heard about your background either, which is very impressive. But what can you tell us about your migraines? And I'm assuming you had a few other symptoms also at the same time. Or is it mostly migraines you were dealing with?
0: Mainly migraines. I, first migraines I had were vestibular migraines when I was about 13. Then throughout my life, I had them every couple years or so, No, you know, put me down for a few days or sometimes for a week. But then when I sold my second company, I started getting chronic vestibular migraines. And I basically, I don't want to go into all the gory details because people know all these stories. I could sum it up pretty quickly. Like you said, almost seven years bedridden. With can the I, can stop
2: you right there for a second? So sure. I want to say one thing really clearly from the medical profession standpoint. Being a migraine sufferer myself, migraines are bad. So when you say you're out for a week at a time, my would last about 24 hours, two or three times a month, but I never was out for a week. What was that like?
0: I would primarily be very dizzy, nauseous, you know, nauseous, dizzy. And, you know, they at first thought I had Meniere's disease, blah, blah, blah. And I was just basically, you know, had a, to stay in bed or had a lot of trouble walking when I retired the symptoms changed to becoming more just you know pain and the pain but also with a lot of dizziness and to go into the gory details basically almost seven years in bed 10 different doctors I went to the leading you know Programs, Stanford, UCSF, UCLA, Mayo Clinic, 15 different meds, three hospitalizations, Lord knows how many alternative treatments, and none of them worked at all.
2: I And, and how, so this started when you were 13. You say you sold your second company. How old were you? That time You implied that things got worse after you sold your second company? Oh, yeah. Okay, now that's an interesting point we're uh, talking we'll talking about to, a little I'll bit later. That. Why do you think that is? Oh, well, I'll tell you exactly
0: why it is. I, you know, grew up in a very challenging home. My mom was mentally ill, ended up periodically being hospitalized, shock treatment, etc., Basically, I my identity was being quote, Lee Cantor, the educational expert, who trained a million teachers. And that gave me, you know, purpose, importance. And when I decided I was done, and I sold my company. Who was I? What was there?
2: How how old were you at the time when you sold that company?
0: 60, about 64, 65, ballpark. And, and so I this felt, is a
2: lifetime of migraines, so the migraines themselves got worse also?
0: Well, that's when they really got worse, is really? when I sold the company and... I realized what I learned, and we'll get to it, is, you know, you you understand this. And, you know, this is, you know, Sarno's work, TMS, Sarno's work. I couldn't face the fact that I was just Lee Cantor. I wasn't this very famous, important, quote, person. And for me, it was safer to be in bed with migraines than to face those feelings of feeling useless, having no purpose, you know. It, so I'm
2: stop here just for a second and make a point, which is really critical. Two points, <laughs> actually three one of them is that physicians were busy and we don't get a chance to really know our patients and so we just don't appreciate how much suffering is involved in chronic pain and the research shows that the impact of chronic pain on a person's quality of life is equivalent to having terminal cancer it's that bad and we just don't understand that and so we treat symptoms we don't really understand the overall context that's number one say all well, Retirement's a huge stress. The research shows that when you retire, I looked this up myself because I retired, is that <laughs> the chance of heart disease goes up fifty percent the years after you retire. It doesn't matter what age you retire, you have fifty percent higher chance of heart disease. But what we don't appreciate, stress causes symptoms and disease, which is actually medicine is disconnected from that. But retirement's a huge stress, and in medicine, are sort of perverse because we work way too hard to quote get to retirement. Doctors get to retirement and they're just completely lost. (laughs) You aren't
0: alone. It's not just you. But I'll tell you one thing, Dave, that I want your listeners to hear. Not one of those 10 doctors ever talked to me about stress. It never, ever came up. Not one of them ever asked me about growing up never was that discussed with me it was all the physical symptoms which is staggering even the psychologist i went to the pain psychologist i went to none of them all they helped me to do is what quote manage the symptoms
2: right so the Final thing I, point I want to make out I make is that we just I, have, I belong to a study group. We call it Dynamic Healing Discussion Group. We meet twice a month on Wednesdays. And we have these deep international experts coming together and actually talking to each other. It's been unbelievably, so it turned out there's a common basis for all chronic disease, mental and physical. But the talk out of Arizona a few weeks ago by Dr. Lane pointed out that the human body does not tolerate mental pain will actually either create or choose physical pain rather than experience mental pain. Yeah. And so what I realized over the years is there's a tremendous resistance, by the way, of giving up your physical pain. Um, and I was asking people to actually go through a process of healing to give up their physical pain, and now they're going to experience more mental pain, which they couldn't tolerate. I didn't know that. So the bottom line is that... Um, humans do not tolerate mental pain and your body will create or choose physical pain over mental pain and that's why there's such a tremendous resistance to engage in treatment to get rid of physical pain now what we've now switched over to which is a different conversation is looking at mental (laughs) primary issue and that's where stress comes into play and we think stress is psychological but it's just danger and your body reacts chemically to danger and creates physiology, which creates symptoms. So we don't know our patients, so we have circumstances. Your your nervous system can be calm or hyperactive, and your physiology can be fight or flight or safety. And so we're not addressing your circumstances. We don't know who you are as a person. We're not addressing physiology, we're treating just symptoms. So your story is classic, and this is the reason why I quit my practice. So let me jump, because I want to talk about more in the second podcast of what you learned, but you're fine. So I'm really curious, in spite of being bounced around the world, which is sort of the norm right now, what happened? How'd you come out of this Because right now, I haven't asked you this question, but your migraines are sort of gone. Am I correct? They're gone. Okay. Yeah. How long ago did they hey, go? how ahead? do you
0: do it? This is just one cornball answer. You ready for a cornball answer? Yep. All right. Laying in bed, nauseous, sick, bored. So what do I do? And I'm, you know, now I'm 77, almost 77 years old. So I was, this was a few years ago. I went to Facebook and on Facebook, I see an ad cure for chronic migraines and i'm like oh give me a break give me a break it was the curable app i don't know if you're familiar with the curable app
2: yeah no i'm on their board
0: okay so i go and i go to the website thinking this is silly and they have these little clips of people talking about how they were cured from their migraines. Mm-hmm. And I go, okay, these, you know, and bottom line, these people didn't sound crazy, Dave. You know what I mean? I thought this is like some woo-woo crazy
2: right. program. right?
0: And then I went and they had a questionnaire of do you fit this criteria for, you know, mind, body, cause of migraines. Right. And it starts off with, you had a stressful childhood. Ding. I had a stressful childhood. Two, you are very hard on yourself. You're a perfectionist. Ding. Next, you're anxious. Worry a lot. Ding. Every single, I became, I went through this and I went, Oh, my Lord, I am a perfect storm. Right. I'm a perfect storm. I have every one of the criteria for people whose migraines are a mind body. And I was just stunned. And I I, I remember just saying to my wife, I'm a perfect storm. I think there may not be anything wrong with me. And then I started reading about migraines and reading, you know, more about how migraines, one doctor, you know, and I re- I started thinking, one doctor said my migraines were genetic. Another doctor said my migraines were caused by um, electris- electrical problems in my brain. Another one said it was some vascular And I realized, oh, my God, they're all guessing. They don't know. And so then I started reading books. I looked at your book, Dave Clark, Schubner, and then I went to Dave Schechter. And that was probably one of the keys for me. A doctor saying to me, there's nothing wrong with you. This is all mind-body and then we can get into what i had learned and the steps i took but that was the key to beginning my recovery is recognizing and it's accepting it's accepting that it is not a physical problem in my body it's emotional
2: so can, can I um, clarify things a little bit for you? This this is well, from my view. This is, this is I'm going to do a little bit of coaching right now. So here's the deal. Your stresses or circumstances, we think stress is psychological, but you have your stresses that are threats. Again, your brain processes all this input and then sends out signals of your physiology is either in fight or flight or in safety. So if you're sustained fight or flight, your body's neurotransmitters go to excitatory, <laughs> you're <have> not climate <laughs> markers go up, you're consuming fuel, and you have stress hormones. So actually, structurally, there's nothing wrong, but physiologically, everything is wrong. Everything. In other words, you, there is a physiologic. So what happens stress is translated into physiology, translates into physical symptoms. So there's a term called medically unexplained symptoms, which cannot be more incorrect. It's actually if you look at the physiology of chronic disease is medically explained symptoms. So mm-hmm. reality is everything's wrong it's just that it's reversible. Oh and right
0: and but it's not that I had to take a pill. I had to go through a procedure. Right right. It was something that using psychological using taking charge of my recovery using changing my perspective. Right. You know like for example Dave um I had some episodes that really showed me what this is all about. I lived at this time in an apartment building on the eighth floor. One night, I was beginning to understand all of this. The fire alarm went off. And it's always going off. But I went out in the hall. It was a day. No, I, I was laying in bed. I was so sick with a migraine. I could hardly walk to the bathroom. And my wife goes in the hall and screams to me, there's smoke in the hall. Okay, here I am. I am so sick. I can't get out of bed. I can barely crawl to the bathroom. Next thing I know, my clothes are on. I grab my dog. We run down the fire escape with all the water coming down from the, you know, the what the fire you know um wherever we call it all the water's coming down i'm dragging my dog down the stairs and i get to the bottom and i just go oh my lord five minutes ago i couldn't walk what's going on i know what's going on my brain just said to me you're in more danger staying in that bed than you are running down those stairs so there's nothing wrong here this is your perception this is your perception
2: i'm going to change that a little bit only because it's so critical to get the language correctly here is that again your body chemistry is in fight or flight you're stressed out you're you're sick whatever and then you're right your brain said (laughs) i gotta get out of here so your body chemistry changed to a really hyperadrenalized state, get, getting out of there, blood fly, shift, blood fly shifts. So, I guess the reason I'm trying to hit this point hard is we keep putting stress into a psychological construct. And see what doctors do, the reason I'm saying this, is because what doctors saying, okay, that shows me that this is psychological. That's what they well, say. No, well,
0: what it showed me was not that it's psychological that is my perception of what is going on and that yes my body was in tremendous stress my brain became so highly sensitized to any symptom Dave I got the least bit dizzy and I immediately ran to bed because I was so it was like a smoke alarm that was so sensitive that you lit a match and it went off i was so sensitized to any any kind of pain i had in my head i immediately ran to bed because i was so stressed i was so sensitized my brain to become sensitized and what i'll talk about later is i learned to desensitize my brain to these stress symptoms that right. my brain had my brain had become what's it there's a term you know the term for um, when your brain becomes um too sensitized to pain.
2: Yeah. Or so what I want to do in the second podcast is go into detail I'm gonna pretend that you walked into Dr. Schecker's office who I think is a great guy and start the process of the education, some of the tools you used. And how you progress through your healing journey is what I'm really interested in. But again, just for the audience, and I, know, I know you already know this, Lee, but to make sure we're on the same page language-wise, is that, again, doctors say, well, obviously, you just imagined all this stuff. But migraines are not imaginary. They're real symptoms. But again, stress or circumstances not translate into physiology. And the physiology sends out signals that fires up your brain. So then long-term like cancer osteoporosis autoimmune disorders is that sustained threat physiology or stress physiology starts chewing up your body the inflammatory cells actually destroy your body so down the line the structural changes do become permanent but you know cancer is not psychological autoimmune disorders aren't psychological migraine headaches aren't psychological even though the stresses can set them off it's your body's response to the stress and what you said is brilliant in that, and this is what we try to teach people. Well, first of all, uh, I guess the one thing before I finish here is that when you understand the problem, you now have some control, right? Okay, so we there's a research paper out of Texas done by Dr. Danzer that showed a sense of control is actually anti-inflammatory. Just- oh, yeah,
0: you've got it. you got it. The, 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 one of the keys for me was recognizing I have the ability to take charge of my healing.
2: Bingo. See, that's a, the that's a factor that, see, that's a loaded comment because that is the essence of healing. Once a person takes full responsibility for every aspect of their life, by the way, not just their disease. So it's like you take right. responsibility for your life, including your health, including your response to stress, that's always a tipping point. And if you're angry and blaming, you're not taking responsibility for anything, which we're all trained to do. We blame everybody for all sorts of stuff that happens to us, but that sent to control. Well, first of all, getting educated is a start. So I oh yeah, really emphasize with you about the medical profession's role in this because they're making things way worse. But anyway, I would, I'd like to wrap this up for a second. So because I want to talk in a second podcast exactly how things progress into a healing journey. And I just want to emphasize to the audience that I've seen hundreds of people like yourself heal. None of them had any hope, including myself. I was suicidally depressed after the end of the thing because you're in this hole that I call the abyss and nobody's helping you out of the hole. And there's no end point. It's horrible. So Lee, like many of the people, is out of it. And I'll dare say that <laughs> I still have to hold on to this myself. The solutions aren't that hard.
0: I mean, you need to know, but, but it's, you know, for me, there were basically three steps. One was learn, learn about mind-body syndrome or TMS or psychophysiologic, learning about it, right? you know, and learning that this isn't some kind of woo-woo, new age, crystal, you know. Not that there's anything wrong with that, that if it helps people, but it's there's science. There's right. hard core science behind this. That's number one. Number two was accepting that I have a mind body syndrome issue. I had to accept that, you know, and that I can do something about it. And then three was learning how to soothe and heal my brain.
2: Yeah, that's dead on. So Lee, thank you for your time. And you wrote us—you wrote a book. I don't, I can't find the book right this second. What was the name of the book that you wrote? This is very my
0: migraine breakthrough.
2: My migraine breakthrough. And what I like about the book is that it's compared to my writing, which tends to be a little wordy. (laughs) (laughs) You're very concise to the point. So if you're starting this journey with migraines, I would highly recommend looking at the book because it gives you a great starting point to pursue the process. And as you know, everybody does it differently. Every human being is differently. And we, when you take control of your own life and care, you know the pathway is different for everybody. So Lee, thank you. We'll talk to you in a few minutes about the actual healing journey that you took. Um, but this is a wonderful story. So I appreciate you talking to us.
0: Thanks. My pleasure, Dave. I'd like to thank our guest, Lee Cantor,
1: for being on the show today and for sharing the experience of his lengthy battle with severe migraines and the insights that allowed him to finally heal. I'm your host, Tom Masters, reminding you to be back next week for another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. And in the meantime, be sure to visit the website at www.backincontrol.com.